The Comedy Store tonight, starring Argus. Welcome to the Comedy Store tonight. I have a special announcement for our studio audience and viewers as well. Tonight, March 5th, is the 43rd year anniversary of my first performance here at the Comedy Store back in 1976. I thank you all. I thank you all. I love the store. It's been one long love affair between me and the audience. I just walk out on stage every night in a white suit. And everybody thinks they're getting free chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the weather has been nice here in Los Angeles today, but the Midwest is suffering another brutal polar vortex. On the campaign trail last night in Iowa, it was so cold, Bernie Sanders' teeth were chattering on the nightstand. <laughs> it was so cold back east, men were paying hookers to blow on their hands. <laughs> now, out here in sunny West Hollywood, oh so trendy West Hollywood, did you hear this? Whole Foods announced they were going to maybe next year start selling marijuana products at Whole Foods. Great. Yeah. Now, weed will be more expensive than cocaine. <laughs> and this is Fat Tuesday. Happy Mardi Gras to our viewers and everybody. I have been to Mardi Gras in New Orleans several times, and I learned one thing down there. Never pick up a woman wearing a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> March Madness coming up. I cannot wait to fill out my March Madness bracket card. This year, I'm picking IRS to take it all. <laughs> Speaking of take it, uh, taking it all, uh, Bernie Sanders <laughs> was uh, performing in Chicago this last weekend, and he drew 12,000 people uh, in his Chicago speech. And, you know, Hollywood is completely behind Bernie Sanders. They are, but, of course, Hollywood... Uh, think socialism means everybody in the bathroom has to share their blow with you. <laughs> now, Hollywood News, uh, Will Smith, great actor Will Smith, was just cast today as father in the upcoming movie about the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena. But critics are saying he's not black enough for the part. They have a point. I mean, Will's been driving around Los Angeles for 30 years, not been pulled over once. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the police, there's been a worldwide crackdown uh, on solicitation. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but over the weekend in London, police arrested a man for offering food to a woman if she would have sex with him. He's been charged with dating. <laughs> now, on, on Capitol Hill, meanwhile in Washington, Congress today announced they're going to uh, introduce anti uh, 
gun legislation, gun control legislation in this upcoming session. And, uh, my feelings about this are simple. Uh, I don't think anyone should own a gun who has a criminal record, a psychiatric record, or a Barbara Streisand record. <laughs> right now, Trump and Congress are fighting like cats and dogs over the wall funding. And uh, Trump is digging in his heels. It's a matter of principle for this president. The Trump doctrine states that if you give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. But if you deport that man, you don't have to feed him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this last week, President Trump left Asia without a happy ending. <laughs> That's right. Just proves once and for all that Patriots owner Robert Kraft is a better negotiator than Trump. <laughs> this is the funniest item of the week to me. Virginia's first lady, Pam Northam was conducting a tour of the Virginia governor's mansion for junior high school kids. She took a bowl of cotton, handed it to a black girl, and said, imagine what it would be like if you were a slave. <laughs> this is the wife of the governor who posed in blackface. Let's face it, sometimes eHarmony gets it right. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Las Vegas, did you hear this? The Palms Hotel and Casino, uh, they rolled out the very first $200,000 a weekend suite. $200,000 for two nights at the suite at the Palms. And the Palms is a luxurious hotel. Some of you go to Vegas. Uh, they're, uh, the Palms, they're, their towels are so thick you can barely close your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's great. Wait till you hear this. A family in Germany, this was announced today. This is today's news. A family in Germany couldn't pay their bills in February. So the city took away their dog and sold it on eBay. <laughs> well, say what you like about the Germans, it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> and the other night, India threatened to bomb Pakistan's most populated areas the evacuation of London has begun. <laughs> and finally, this is the last one. Uh, Cosmo magazine cited a Psychology Today study, which proved that romantically, likes really do attract likes. For instance, the survey said, the study said that romantic women attract romantic men, responsible women attract responsible men, uh, narcissistic, emotionally unavailable Hollywood psycho bitches attract Argus Hamilton. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. I'm Argus Hamilton with Theo Vaughn and Erica Rose. Stick around, we got a great show for you. Wonderful crowd, thank you so much. Great crowd.
Before I bring out our next great guest, I get to do a commercial for you. And here it is. It's for the Bank of Congo. I want to take a moment to tell everyone out there watching about a great new financial institution that can meet your banking needs while minimizing your tax exposure. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bank of Congo is bringing 1% style banking to the 99%. When you bank with the Bank of Congo, every time you make a deposit, receipts are automatically generated remotely that show you have incurred business expenses equal to your deposit. When it's time to do your taxes, sit back and let the Bank of Congo work their magic for you. I use Bank of Congo for my needs because the bankers there are the smartest in the business and Bank of Congo believes in giving back. Speaking of giving back, Bank of Congo lets you take back any overage fees twice a year. No questions asked. I know that makes me feel better already. Join the world. Join Bank of Congo. This message was paid for by Banque Centrale du Congo, Kinshasa. I am a compensated spokesperson here. Bank of Congo. Thank you. Glad to have you aboard. <laughs> okay. You can't believe what a pleasure it is to get back to comedy. <laughs> Intentional comedy. <laughs> Coming up, I, I begged this guy last week. He got just off the road. Uh, this last, about two weeks ago, our executive producer, uh, Michael Nathanson, encouraged me to stick around the comedy store after my sets and get to know these young comedians that are coming up. Superstars like the next guy I'm getting to introduce. I saw this guy for the first time about three weeks ago tearing the main room to absolute shreds. I'd heard about him for years. You get to see him now, ladies and gentlemen. There's all kinds of television. Let me shut up and get to him. Theo Vaughn. Thank you, Theo. Thank Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it, dude. So, uh, where did you just go? Where were you on the road? I was, oh, I was just like, I just was in the hall. I, um, <laughs> where did I go? I was in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. I hadn't been there to do comedy before, you know? Even though I'm from Louisiana, I hadn't been over there. Yeah. So, it was, uh, it was a good time. What happened? Some guy came out of the closet during my show. Really? Yeah. Were you that good looking that night? Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't looks, no. It was, um... <laughs> he, um... Some tight pants, maybe? No. No. That is an issue, I think. But he was just laughing so hard, and then he just, like, he was like, I'm gay! <laughs> and he just admitted he was gay. <laughs> And his buddies are like, have another beer, Darren. Have another beer, Darren, and get back to your wife, bro. You know? So it was kind of crazy. It was a little bit unique. I'm old enough to remember when that would have been a suicide pledge. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In Texas, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have been like, ugh. But yeah, now it's like, being gay is even that. I mean, it's definitely, it's still, I think, it looks fun, but it doesn't seem like it's that rare, you know, yeah. anymore. You got to do something even crazier. You got to get know? up at six in the morning for those parades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, getting up at six in the morning, period. I know way more people that are gay than people that get up at six in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, if somebody told me they got up at six in the morning, I'd be like, bro, you might want to fucking make sure your dad's okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'd say I'll just try women, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. dude. 
At least for now, maybe, you know. I mean, maybe when I'm older or something, or if, you know, I don't know. If I'm in a coma or something, I would see a man. <laughs> you know. For me, that I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever anybody else, I think it's brave of you doing it. Well, you like to talk about, uh, about relationships on stage, uh, men, women. Yeah. What, what, what are you talking about lately? What's going on recently, dude? Um, you know, I was a bedwetter, so I'm talking a lot about that. I'm trying to get back to just, like, talking about, like, things that happened when I was young, you yeah. know? So I was a chronic bedwetter. You know, I was probably really almost in my 30s, really. So, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really? dude. I was, yeah, I don't, I mean. Is that I, a Louisiana thing? Because it's, you know, I mean, it a lot is of humidity. And, yeah, yeah, it is a lot of humidity. So, <laughs> kind of make your own, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a way of staying home. Yeah, <laughs> other kids had a pool, so I guess I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. That's funny, man. I'm here, I'm, I'm here to help you punch things up, man. No, dude, it's so funny. When I was just listening to you, your monologue, I was thinking, man, I, 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 maybe Argus will write some jokes for me. If I, Anytime. Yeah. I, I'll sit on the side while you're up on stage, and we'll just we'll just tag it together. That'd be hilarious, bro. But this guy, that. This guy is amazing on stage. I mean, really. Well, that's nice of you to say, man. So um, you, you started out where? Yeah. Uh, just Actually, I think I started out here in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm from Louisiana, but I started out, I think, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was up here one night at the comedy store, and they had, they used to have a man that worked up here, and that man, this man named Tommy, remember him? Oh, sure, there? Tommy, yeah. And he was a guitarist or drummer or, I don't know, and he had, um, you know, where he He's said... He's a, a balladeer kind of folk yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that kind of lover, you know? Yeah. And he had, um, and he saw me on the porch one night, I was just getting a beer, it was the first time I ever came here, and he's like, hey man, you want to, uh, haven't seen you here in a while, he said. You should come in on Sunday and Monday, and I'll get, I'll get you up on the, the friends and family, which is yeah, where... This, by the way, is the talent coordinator, Tommy, we're talking yes, about. Yes, yeah, now. yeah, he was talent coordinator. And I'd never even been here. I think he was talking about somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm. But I was like, well, heck, I'll be so whoever that person is, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> they should be here drinking. And uh, and they weren't. And, and so whoever he thought I was or whatever, then he had, you know... And How then, much material did you have at that time? Oh, I had a decent amount at that time. I probably had about... Maybe forty minutes. And where had you been working out to, to work your way up to forty minutes? Well, let me see. I'd see, I'd been working out on the road. Once yeah. I had like ten or fifteen minutes, I started getting road work and yeah. featuring, and um, and it was good. I just I was afraid to like tell any new jokes. I you know I was just uh, and I was kind of angrier on stage. I was just like I wanted to prove that I was funny, you know. Yeah. And and for me, it's hard to like um, be really genuinely. Having a good time. For yeah. me, it's not about being funny sometimes, and now it's more about having fun. Right, right, right. And yeah. you share that fun with the audience. They feel it, and they yeah. laugh right along with you. Yeah, and that's just a better yeah. universe, you yeah. know. Um, so that's been, you know, it's been a joy, and being here is great. And I hadn't even seen you perform until about a year ago, you know, and yeah. then finally I watched, and, and you're just like one of the best you're just one of the best joke writers I've ever seen. I mean, I love watching you too, but just even here, and like, I don't even know where the punchline. I, I know it's going to be at the end, but every time it's <laughs> every time it's better than I thought it was going to be. We've got a lot of help here, really, yeah. with, with Kevin Cavinas and Josh Gibson, terrific young joke writers. Oh yeah, they got. Oh, I didn't know that. So you got people writing them. Yeah, well, here yeah, for writers, this show. Yes, for this show. show. Yeah, yes. yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you deserve that. Yeah, the, they're, they're bright guys, and yeah, and uh, and we have we have a good time with it, and. Uh, it's and, fun, man. And I, I couldn't wait to get you on this show because you have a podcast with thousands and thousands of followers. Yeah, we got a good podcast. It's called This Past Weekend, and it's just, um, what is it? 
You do stuff of you performing as well on it? No, it's just talking. It's just like talking. I started doing it in my kitchen a couple years ago. Yeah. And then eventually some man liked it. And he said, you know, I'll give you $1,000 a month if you go get a studio with this money. And I said, all right, you yeah. know. And I didn't want to. I wanted to keep that money. <laughs> Dude, $1,000 a month, I'm about to fucking retire. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I said, I'm about That's to a move. year's rent in Louisiana. Dude, I'm about to, you know. You're tall cotton there. Yeah. I'm about to move to, you know, Congo Bank. And, you know. <laughs> call it an existence but uh but you know but so I did that and then it was like the first time that I'd ever like really invested in myself at all you yeah. know because I come from this place of just you know if you get a nickel keep it you know right. and so it was the first time that it ever became this thing like okay I'm gonna put this money out here and invest in invest in myself I believe in it but I just it was hard for me to match up my beliefs with what I was where I was willing to put some of my you yeah. know brief finances so anyway and then after that like then we got a studio and then we had guests start coming so yeah we just had this young guy named Andrew Schultz who's a comedian he was just up here and we got Mark Garagos coming on oh, next wow. week he's an attorney yeah for, is he ever yeah a lot of real pieces of shit he's really his client list I mean yeah yeah like, real killers and murders yeah yeah deviants pedophiles OJ would have been his least yeah. bad guy you know? OJ wouldn't even make the starting line up there, <laughs> you know? he's got that Scott Peterson I mean he probably yeah so I can't yeah. even imagine what that'll be like oh, but yeah. you put him on sodium pentothal just to see what happens oh that'd be good huh yeah, that's a good idea yeah. oh, I probably would but yeah, I'd inject him with something, I guess, but <laughs> I'm not going to do it probably. I'm not going to get involved in anything like that. So uh, when I saw you in the main room, I, I saw you were doing one-liners, bits, physical. I was, I was wondering who was your comedy idol growing up? Oh, I like Richard Pryor. You know, my mother's from uh, Illinois, so I like Richard Pryor. He's from there. And I like Jerry Clower, who's a Southern yeah. comedian. Um, we talked about him. We did. Jerry Clowers was a great album comedian from the 1960s and 70s. And these were Southerners, Brother Dave Gardner. There were about three or four great Southern storytellers. Yeah, and, and he's Clowers, my favorite. They would tell, tell, tell about the, the yeah, he's from Liberty, Mississippi. Yeah, he's from Liberty, Mississippi, and he was just a storyteller. And he has one of the top ten selling albums of all time. And he was, he was addicted to cocaine, and then he, got, he ended up being a pastor. You know, and he was... That's a smooth segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're with the Lord the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but talk about the time when uh, these guys were talking about when the guy was treed. Oh, yeah. He was. He tells stories about, like, when he was a kid and people went hunting and just, you know, uh, he said he was at a... Oh, yeah. One time, some guy went up a tree and him and this guy, are, some in this, him and this panther are fighting yeah, in a tree. Yeah. And somebody's standing on the ground and he's yelling, like, shoot the panther. And... And he says, and the guy, and him on the ground with the gun said, well, I'm afraid I'll shoot you. And he goes, well, fucking shoot one of us. You know? <laughs> because, I need some relief. Yeah, he said, I need some relief. That's what he said. So, and he didn't use profanity. That was one of the things he prided himself on was not using profanity. Yeah. Uh, but these, but were, these were great old guys. And, and that's, yeah. that's the one thing you and I have in common. We're a generation apart. But I can remember, it, you know, sitting in Lawton, Oklahoma, listening to these guys over and over. They were great storytellers. You come from that tradition. Yeah, I, lo I love that. You know, I love storytellers. I love, uh, yeah, I just like, I mean, one of my favorite times when I was young, 
was when the power would go out at our house and when our family would get in the same room, you know, wherever mom had the candles or whatever. Yeah. And that's where we would be. And it was like the only time that we ever, I mean, it was just like you needed each other because it was scary yeah. and it was like you didn't know and like all your pomp and circumstance disappeared and you fucking, it was whoever had the candle, you know, and that yeah. was like, that you had to be right there. And I remember just moments like that of just spending time closeness telling stories I really enjoy that kind of stuff and and some of it I didn't have as a child and so I think you know listening to some storytellers and you know feeling a little bit of a not a responsibility but I guess a desire to make stories that yeah. other people can listen to even with their families some of them are a little profane but some of them aren't well you know, can you imagine how difficult that would be now for families to sit together Without their smartphones. Oh, yeah. During the tornado. Yeah. Or the yeah. Three people died from the tornado, five died from smartphone withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's getting, people are getting soft, man. Yeah. Yeah. Even a lot of black guys. I met a black guy the other day out here, yeah. you know, different from the South. Like, he said he was feeling dizzy. <laughs> like, dude, that's a white disease. <laughs> you feeling dizzy, dude? I've never met a black guy in my life who said he was dizzy. dizzy. You know? I never heard him say, this tastes zesty. They yeah, don't say yeah, zesty. <laughs> What's next, man? You can't gangbang because your phone ain't charged, bro? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's different out here. We all get, I get soft out here, man. I, I find myself getting weak and. It's just a feeble attempt at, it's just different. It's a different environment out here. Yeah. It's a different set of toughness, you know. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's every bit as mean. It is. It is. But your defense mechanism has to be between your ears and where your resolve lies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a lot about resolve out here. Yeah. That's why I think about that sometimes. Well, the, 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 the weirdest thing that I learned since I was your age was that the network executives uh, who could control your destiny aren't nearly as smart as the stand-up comics. Yeah. Right? They make stupid decision after stupid decision. Uh, audience members know this from the great TV shows they cancel. I mean, you know, I, I binge-watch shows that they canceled back in the 80s. That, oh, yeah. that they thought that they were going to have this, this endless supply of television airtime. They didn't see smartphones coming. They didn't see the competition coming. So they're canceling shows like, you know, Boston Legal and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It could have still Good be stuff. Running. Highway to Heaven, remember that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I fucking love that show, dude. Two seasons? Yeah, it was crazy. It, it, was, it was total conceit, and they're getting what they deserve now. Yeah. Now, now they're, now they're saying shows together. like Empire is a hit with 5 million viewers. Yeah. That ain't a hit, dude. Man, a lot. You know? Leave it they to Beaver Pete, 5 million viewers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. With Wally and the Beave and Larry Applegate. Yeah, 40 million viewers a week. I think it was a piece of shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> you should have him on here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I miss good television. Uh, television for me is too clear when I watch it. The screen is too clear. Do you ever notice that? Yeah, it look, yeah. doesn't look real. Yeah. I, I miss it where it seemed there was an element of, you know... Uh, a distance. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a distance. Now, it, I don't know. It's very bizarre. It's, it's the same reason you like film more than you like video. Yeah. Film is more of a painting and video is too real. Yeah, just too real, man. I, I don't know what's going on. But it's nice that, you know, people like us can create our own stuff these days. That's what I heard. Uh, so I heard this the other day from one of the young comedians here. And he was talking about how, like when Greg Hilbers and I, he, a comedian who's here, when we were young, doing The Tonight Show was when the whole country saw you. Mm-hmm. And this kid at the, at the door told me, um, now, if you want that kind of exposure all over the world, you do the Joe Rogan yeah. show. 
He's, and I'm saying that is a changed landscape. It is it true. Is a changed landscape. Yeah, it's those outliers that because, for me, I think the mainstream stuff, it just got too technical. It got too insular, too. It's like all the executives, I go see them, they're all the same type of people. They're all so-and-so's kids. There's a lot of nepotism. And, and so they don't even have any... They used to know people from the rest of other walks of life. Yeah. And now... Or their, or their parents used to. Now they don't even know anybody who's from a different walk of life. No, they so they're, it's gotten way too narrow. I, I've known these Gen Xers. They're like about 50 now. I've known them since they were kids in Beverly Hills. Yeah. They, they would say, you, know, you would say, you know, Bobby, what? what uh, I, I found a condom on the patio. Oh, really? What's a patio? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they were raised under. That's oh, too, yeah. too hip, too fast, too soon. Yeah, they got them condoms, bro. You know, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um, Brody Stevens died. Did you guys already talk about that? Not tonight. Okay. Well, t t tell, tell they're doing a special for him in the main room tonight. A, a lot of comedians are performing and doing like five minutes each. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it just. I wish he could be here to see it. You know. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Well, I tell you, uh, we've had people um, in October come to the main room when it's time for Halloween. And a lot of the Channel 5s, 9s, 11s, and 13 in Los Angeles had these specialty Halloween shows. Mm -hmm. And a Halloween uh, show brought a courtroom sketch artist here about 10 years ago who sees ghosts. Oh, wow. She'd never been to a comedy club before. She's a civilian, right? She sits down in the middle of the main room about 3 in the afternoon with the cameras rolling. She looks up. She sees a ghost. She starts writing. And she draws a perfect picture of Ollie Joe Prater. Really? So there's a real good chance Brody's in there tonight. I could see him milling around, man. I wouldn't be surprised. Demanding attention. He'll, something will happen. Positive energy, yeah. Yeah, he'll probably be a very aggressive ghost, I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So where, where do you go from here? Um, I'm just going to go probably, oh, I'm going across the street. I'm meeting a friend of mine for pizza across the street. But what are you going to do with your career? What are you, what are you oh, from here for the career? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I'm pretty grateful right now where I am. I'm enjoying the ability to be on the stage here. You know, I think you have dreams and ambitions, but some of that's out of my control, you know. I just, I, if I take care of myself, I think everything else will take care of itself. That's you know? good. Well, I guarantee you, the audiences love you, and, you know, when you when you bring up uh, Bill Burr and, uh, and Mark Marins, I mean, Theo Vaughn is, is right in there with him now when you're talking about the top that's comedians in this country now. And we want to wish you the best of luck and hope to have you back soon. Oh, anytime, man. I, I appreciate it. You're always such a nice guy, man, and people speak so highly of you, and I appreciate you uh, having me. You know? well, we owe this all to the great Mitzi Shore. Well, I was going to pick somebody else, but yeah, also Mitzi. <laughs> <laughs> Mitzi and Jesus. We there we go. <laughs> we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Theo Vaughn! <laughs> Wonderful! Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Haven't you heard? The Comedy Store has merch. Merchandise. Shop.comedystore.com We've got t-shirts. And more t-shirts. And even more t-shirts. Do you like hoodies? I bet you do. Merchandise. I hope you have a permit for those guns, because we've got tank tops. Welcome back to the Comedy Store tonight. We just had Theo Vaughn. By the way, we have another quick commercial announcement. We're always glad to have sponsors, and we, we certainly invite more. 
this is, of course, for Bacardi Rum, uh, a big favorite of mine back in college at the University of Oklahoma. And you could mix it with anything and everything. And, and here's the pitch. Bacardi is an amazing rum. You can mix it with anything besides an automobile, <laughs> and it will still taste great. <laughs> The people at Bacardi remind you to enjoy their beverages responsibly as the only thing that can destroy the delicate flavors of Bacardi rum is the bitter taste of your own steering wheel. <laughs> this is the copy they wrote for me. I'm not trying to sabotage you, Bacardi. This is what I was written. Bacardi, I've loved you since the world was young. <laughs> your nectar mixed with lemonade and mixed up with ice is what created daiquiris that created so many loves of mine in college. So I love Bacardi Rum. Glad to have you as a sponsor. Thank you all. And let's bring out the great Erica Rhodes. Thank you. Nice to have you here, Erica. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. This looks great. You have, I want, I want to get the plug in early. You're, you're doing an album this weekend? My first album ever. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Fantastic. Tell, what are you going to talk about? Just life, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been talking about uh, lately? Um, being broke. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, Theo was talking about dreams dwindling, right? Yeah. You know, misery loves comedy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was just saying how, like, when I was younger, I used to... I used to say, when I make it, I'm going to have like a beautiful house in Malibu, uh -huh. overlooking the ocean, like all glass windows. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, when I make it, I'm going to get a headboard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a real grown-up headboard, like yeah. wood, made out of wood, no Ikea, oh, yeah. you know, just the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, that ju just a shift. Yeah, then the, then shift. the earthquake hits and the Emmy falls and hits you on the head. That's how little yeah, Erica died. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All she wanted was a headboard. It killed her. <laughs> so, uh, uh, success uh, versus failure. You're a highly successful comic. And I, I read your stuff. Uh, Jeez, you, if I'm highly successful... No, you are. I feel bad for failures. You're, 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 you're quoted all over the place. You are quoted I all am? over the place. I yeah. think it's just me tweeting. Well, uh, <laughs> you are quote. You are everywhere. You mean like on Twitter? Well, like, Twitter. like I saw Murray Langston, the unknown comic, a, a legend from the laugh, not laughing, from uh, the Gong Show. Yeah, yeah. Murray Langston. Yeah, he, yeah. I he will him. devote entire paragraphs to your one-liners. Well, that's nice. Yeah, and everybody reads him. So, oh, so, so in oh, my this eyes, audience for sure. They're like, huh? <laughs> so, uh, you, where have you been working on the road lately? I was in Nebraska recently. How was Nebraska? That was fun, actually. Yeah? Believe it or not. Yeah, I liked Nebraska. Very, very nice people. Yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sort of hit or miss in the Midwest, really? believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Nebraska was fun. Well, uh, back when I was in college, Oklahoma, Nebraska was a, a conference rivalry in football, not like Oklahoma-Texas, which is a blood rivalry, but the Nebraskans were the nicest people in the world. I mean, just the really. The who? Huh? Who was nice? Nebraskans. Nebraskans. Yeah. yeah, they were so really nice. nice. Yeah, All the men held the door. Like, you could be a mile away. They're holding the door open. <laughs> yeah, real chivalry is not dead in Nebraska. No, they're it's they're there. Good guys. And uh, they got the jokes. They got the jokes. Yeah. 
They wanted to be there. They laughed. It was great. Fantastic. Yeah. So you got it. Was this a good room, like in Lincoln or Omaha? Or? It was Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a smaller club, which I've been really enjoying because I've been doing more and more crowd work lately, yeah. which is a new skill for me. But I really kind of like it. I'm yeah. getting into crowd stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It helps you connect. It, yeah, it, it really helps you connect, and then you can find ways into the jokes organically, so it doesn't yeah. feel like here's my jokes. Yeah, you know they don't. They were like, "Whoa, that was a jo that didn't seem planned." You know? And then it's more exciting that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I actually just did a weekend. Um, where's the uh, Hearst Tower? Uh, Hearst Castle. San Simeon. Cambria. Cambria. Oh, okay. Cambria. You're San Simeon. You guys. Been, oh my gosh, what a weird crowd that was. Really. Weird, <laughs> like in a good way, but like, whoa. Really. Like arts, like really, like you don't know what. Who's going on there? There's something weird going on there. Well, it, it's a. It's like culty. It felt like culty. Like they were like, kind you of a, stay it's here, a, stay, come. <laughs> we'll, we welcome you. You won't want to leave. Really? Uh -huh. Like, and they were like staring at me, like, really? Come into our, our towns, and then they were just like, yeah, it is really special here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that, that castle does it to everybody. The it. castle, it's the first time I went to the Hearst Castle. Have you been? No. You must go. Uh, you, okay. everyone should go to the Hearst Castle. It is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Yeah. And I've been to St. Petersburg. <laughs> uh, Russia or Florida? <laughs> Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. What? Did you, did you kill them in Red Square? <laughs> oh man, they seemed they they were a little bit weird there too, but yeah, not yeah. In, in a different in a less welcoming way yeah. than Cambria. Yeah, well, I welcomed <laughs> I welcomed Yakov Smirnov to this show. He was one of our guests. Oh, how uh, how kind of you! And I, I said, well, no, he, he, uh, trust like me, I let a Russian in. <laughs> trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm never. I'm a lot of things, but I'm never purposeless. <laughs> and Yakov sat down, and we said, uh, "Well, welcome to our, you know, our little place here. We're very happy. You know, we're we're we're, sh we're shot in the basement, just like the Romanovs." <laughs> <laughs> and he gave it. We just love it. Well, what were you doing in St. Petersburg, Russia? I did a. I did one of those Prairie Home Companion cruises. That's right. Yeah. Is your uncle still doing that, or did he, no, he separated away from that after that? Well, yeah, he retired, and then, yeah. No. It's a whole thing. Garrison Keeler, yeah. tremendous, legendary radio personality. It's your uncle. By marriage, you, yeah. By marriage, and you started out on his radio show as a kid, right? Yeah, when yeah. I was 10. And in the movie Prairie Home Companion, it was about 2005, 2006, Lindsay Lohan played you. Sort of. A little bit. Well, it's I mean, debatable. So I don't know. You're don't sober. Know. <laughs> I'm not sober. Not, oh, okay. She did play you then. <laughs> You're sober. Yeah, I'm sober. But you, uh, I, I, I watched the movie and I, I had the impression that. Yeah, I think I think it was in, maybe inspired by me because I was I also during that time I dyed my hair black and I was very emo. Oh, really? Yeah. It was really emo at that period of, t of my life, and then her character was very like emo. She was like writing poems and being weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, dyed my hair black, and I was like really like misunderstood. Well, do you think there's a goth side <laughs> to your comedy that, that 
I think there's a bit of a dark side to my comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. Do you uh, do you dwell now on relationships? Successful I'm trying to get away from that, but I but I do talk a lot about that because I tend to attract the worst people. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It, I, I am just I am like the, a moth to a flame. It's like, and every time it's a different kind of horrible a version of horrible. Well, well, think of it. Don't think of them as bad people. Think of no, them as more material. Yeah, they're just uh, there's something weird. I just attract. I mean, yeah, it's but but they're interesting stories. Yeah, exactly. Just like every version of narcissism you can think of. Exactly. You know? Every different kind. Do you there's wonder why it's always the same person or did different people? Different. I mean, it's a different person with the same personality. Same person, yes. Yeah, same personality problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What that's, that's what my AA disorders. sponsor, my AA sponsor once told me: I don't attract what I want; I attract what I am. You know. And I, I wish I attracted what I am. I think that would be better. Yeah. I hope I'm I not mean, a total narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attracting narcissists, so if I attract what I am, then I'm also a narcissist. Well, that's true. Uh, Have you ever like Googled narcissism and then been like, this, this no, sounds I, I, like me? I, I get tripped up on Chelsea. <laughs> I get and then you're like, wait, if I think it sounds like me, then I am a narcissist. I, the, the, best, the best narcissism example I saw is the, you, know, you know the young comedian Chelsea Skidmore? Yes. Okay. I think she, I just saw her. Yeah, she, yeah, I just saw her. She says the reason she never snorted cocaine was because it would block her image in the mirror. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's a narcissist. That's a good joke. That's a narcissist. That's a funny joke. Yeah, it's good. So. Good job, Chelsea. Yeah. But she's brilliant. She's going for it. She's, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. brilliant. She's we funny. love her. So, um, so what what is it you want to do with your career? What is it what is it you want to wind up doing? Talk I just show? I want I you know, right now I just really want to get really good at stand up. Yeah. That's my new goal. You know, stand up is gonna implode you think so oh yeah with all it's so like it's there too many there's too many people doing it yeah and there's too much streaming and blah blah blah. I think that the, the stand-up that's gonna survive is the stand-up that's a live thing the real deal stand-up right that's what's gonna uh, stand the test of time well, what what do you think uh displays that the Netflix specials no live the shows the shows, shows. I want to be good at doing live shows yeah and let the, I, I want to be word great of mouth, at that word of mouth yeah I don't I'm, I've, I've lost I'm not so much now into like I need my own show I need my blah I just want to get really good stand up yeah you know I'm, si I'm just sick of thinking of my goal is like I need a show I need a this I need a that yeah. I just want to be good at it right you know yeah and I think the way you get good at it is doing the road yeah. Right? Focusing you on... You know. You've oh. done it. Well, I... Didn't you do the road? No. No? No. I never did the road. Uh, Ever? No. But look where you are now. Well, see, you might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't do the road. Don't do the road. No, no Mitzi never let me go east of La Brea. Trust me. <laughs> you don't think you have to get... You don't you think you have to do the road to get really good at stand-up? No. Oh, I, I think a lot of people do. Beginners do now. Because yeah. here, our road, to be honest with you, our road was the Comedy Store Westwood. She would, she would take us young comedians, we'd have four or five minutes of material, send us over to Westwood, right, Greg? And that's where we would develop. And it was the, the irony of ironies that the Westwood Club was so good, with 235-seaters, with 18-year-old uh, admission, because it was just a beer and wine bar. 
and you would have kids from Taft High, Beverly High, uh, the West Valley, you would have UCLA, UC, USC students come in. And that's the road? Yeah, this, the, the point is, that was our, that was where we, we had did. people from Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> they were so different from us. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They were holy. So diverse. <laughs> they shared in the bathroom. <laughs> And, but the point is, it's a place where you get to develop. And that's what Westwood was for my group of babies. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a great experience. But the irony was, we were supposed to be developing to be ready for sunset. And the, mm -hmm. the funny thing is, is, after three years at Westwood, we were ready for the Tonight Show. Wow, and, and that's we, great, because it was harder. It was harder? We didn't need, sunset remained hard. It was, it was easier to get on The Tonight Show than it was to get good in the original room. Wow. The original yeah, I still think the original room's the hardest room Me here. too. Me too. The belly room's the easiest, then the main room, then no. the original room's still hard for me. For our regular viewers out there, the original room was originally a holding tank for Ciro's main big showroom, so they packed all the walls with, uh, with some kind of a buffering that makes it soundproof. Oh, so you can't hear the and, laughs? Yeah, and no, so you can't hear anything in the main room. Oh, so as, oh. A, as a result of all this. Because I can't hear the laughs. As a result of all this. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Please but tell me there's some buffering system. Yeah, it's, it's padding. I mean, you're familiar with padding. Yeah. And the padding is what uh, kills the laughs. And it does, there's oh, it no, does. There's so it no does ricochet. kill the laughs. It does kill the laughs. Okay. In the original room, as soon as that laugh is over, yeah, you go right to the done. next show. It is, oh, so that's the key. The key yeah. is to be fast in the yeah. original room? In my in my view. I, I do 20 minutes of material and 15 minutes in the, in the original room. And you You're such a good joke writer, by the way. Well, I just thanks. love your writing. Every time you post something, it's so funny. Well, I'm trying to think of the last thing you posted. It was so clever. It made me laugh out loud. Well, then let uh, me know. Cause yeah, I, no, I, you know I, I laughed like out loud. Yeah. If, I'll, I'll have to think. You're so good at topical stuff, too. That, that's what I was raised to do. Uh, my my so father funny. used to let me watch Johnny's monologue before making me go to bed every night. Oh, wow. And little did I know that my, my father and Johnny in 1986 would both threaten to cut me off if I didn't get sober. So <laughs> it's a dream come true. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Betty Ford Center, you know, where they take alcoholics and cocaine addicts and in 28 days turn us into sex maniacs and overeaters. <laughs> that, see, that's a good one, too. Well, I pull up them. That's yeah. really funny. So, so tell me uh, where you're going to be. Your, tell me about your album. And yeah, so I'm doing my album this week. Um, if anyone knows anyone in Portland, send them. Because in Portland, because I'll be at Helium Comedy Club yeah. in Portland doing four shows. Fantastic. Thursday through Saturday, and we're taping all of them. So out of this world. Yeah, an hour. And will you be back uh, next week in LA? After that, um, I'm doing something in Chattanooga first. Oh, cool! I'm going to be in Chattanooga, and then All I'm right. coming back. Well, um, as soon as you get back to LA, Facebook message me. Let me know you're back in town. Okay. Uh, love to see you around at the comedy store here. Thank you, Erica Rose, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this.
welcome back to the Comedy Store tonight. And before I sign off, I want to uh, let you know of another advertiser we have. And that's a former comedian, great guy, Lou Deck, who was Mitzi Shore's right-hand man back in the day. And he went out and opened for Ollie Joe Prater on the road and just worked forever. Speaking of people who work on the road, Lou Deck was a road warrior. Lou Deck has a brand new book about stand-up comedy. If, uh, if you're interested in learning how to, to join the, the millions of stand-up comics in America right now, <laughs> you, you, there's always room for one more. And Lou Deck, his book will, will teach you, uh, teach you uh, how to do it. And uh, I'm going to give you right now the name of the book. It's called Stand Up Decoded. You got that? Stand Up Decoded. So if you'll Google Stand Up Decoded by Lou Deck, uh, you get your hands on a really good book, and they'll tell you how to uh, Amazon buy it or even uh, get it by tablet. So that's Stand Up Decoded by Lou Deck, a good friend of mine. For the 43 years I've been here, we got here about the same time. So look at Lou Deck's book if you have time. So I want to thank Erica Rhodes. I certainly want to thank Theo Vaughn. Most of all, I want to thank this audience for being a fantastic audience here. Tonight. Thank you all. You were wonderful. And of course, Kevin and Josh and, and Brett and... Uh, Poor Schmidt uh, in the control room. We've really enjoyed this show. And uh, again, we want to pay tribute, of course, uh, to Brody Stevens, who will be honored upstairs in the main room tonight. And uh, urge the rest of you all to keep on living and laughing it up with us every Tuesday night or, or download us anytime here at the Comedy Store tonight. Thank you, Lauren Taines, for producing me and making sure I stay in line all week. I love you, kids. I'm Argus Hamilton. So much. Thank you all. You got it. Is that water? Yeah. Oh, sure, I'll have a little water. <laughs>